Great, do have a seat. Uh, What we're going to do now is we're going to look at the Bible together, we're going to read the Bible together, and Paul's going to come and read for us, and this morning we're in the book of Acts, uh, and we're looking at chapter 4, sorry, chapter 5. Be good if we got that right, wasn't it? Um, Chapter 5, verse 12. Now, if if you pick up a church Bible on your tables, that is on page 1097, 1097 uh, in the church Bibles. And Paul's just going to read from verse 12 of chapter 5 right through to the end of chapter 5, verse uh, 42. So 1097, chapter 5, verse 12. Let's read. The apostles healed many. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought those who were ill into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing those who were ill and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. The apostles persecuted. Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go and stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the leaders of Israel, and sent to jail, sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Theudas appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. All his followers were dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean 
appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop this man. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin, rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Paul, thanks so much. Uh, we're going to look at that now um, all together. So this is our all-age service on a Sunday, so we're all in the same room. There is, just to say, a, a creche available uh, if you need it. But if there's a bit of noise during the talk, it's really, it's no problem at all. Please don't worry whatsoever. That's just normal. Um, so what we're going to do, oh, I should just say, there's a handout also on your table if you want to follow along in that. Um, and most of your answers will be in yellow on the screen, okay, if you're going to tick boxes and write, fill in blanks and that kind of stuff. Okay, now let me just pray and ask for God's help before we get going. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much that you speak to us. And we just pray now that as we hear your voice, uh, you would humble our hearts before it and we would listen to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I wonder, if I sent a message to you, okay, if I sent a message to you in the post, I wonder what might stop that message getting to you. Just have a look at these pictures on the screen. Okay, if I sent a message to you, like something in the post, what do you think could stop that message from getting to you? Now, why don't you have a quick chat on your tables, just one minute, and then we will see what, uh, what, what come out with what ideas you think here could stop that message getting to you. Okay, if I sent you a message to post, what could stop that? Just one minute. Okie dokie. What, what do we think? Any, any thoughts? on what could stop something. If I sent you a letter or a birthday card or something, what could stop that getting to you? Go on, Lily, give us the first one. Yeah, your truck could break down in the snow. Yeah, like maybe the snow. Have you ever seen Postman Pat's uh, snow episode? He gets stuck in the snow and the letter doesn't get anywhere. That's right. So your truck, the post van could get stuck in the snow. Yeah, any other reason? Go on, Holly. Yeah, the rain. I, do you know what? I've received a letter once and it was so soggy because of the rain that I couldn't read it. And it was all torn to bits. So the rain might make it so wet that actually I can't actually read my message. Okay, what else have we got there? Go on, Abby. Dog. Yeah, the dog chases off the postman. He's so scared. We haven't got a dog, but anyway, it, he's so scared that he doesn't give me the message. Okay, and last one. Go on, Jolie. What have we got? Brilliant, yes. I write the wrong address on there, or I forgot to forget to put address in there, and I put it in the post box. It's not going to get anywhere, is it? It won't get anywhere at all. Okay, there are loads of reasons. If I gave you, if I sent a message through the post, there are loads of reasons why that might not get to you. But the great news of Acts chapter 5 is that's not the case with the message of Jesus. So we've seen the book of Acts that God has sent the message of Jesus out to the whole world. Okay, uh, he, God wants everybody to know about Jesus. And here in chapter 5, we see some people who want to stop it, who try to stop it, but 
No one can. And that's the big lesson of today. Here's the big thing. Here's the first thing you can fill in on your sheets. A big thing we see today in chapter 5 is no one can stop the message of Jesus. No one can stop the message of Jesus. Okay, that's the big thing we see today. Now, we see this in a great story uh, that Paul just read for us and a true story as well. And what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and act this story out, okay? So, the first thing I need up here to help me, I'm going to need you guys to help me with this, all right? The first thing I need is some apostles. That's a bit of a funny name for people, but apostles were the messengers. They were the people passing the message on, all right? And uh, what they do, they've received the message of Jesus, they've got it, and now they tell people about Jesus. So I need some people... All right, there's 12 of them. It doesn't matter if we don't get 12, but I need some people who are going to... Brilliant. Jonathan, you're up here as an apostle. Mate, do you know what? You need a Bible. Can you grab a Bible for me? Or something to hold? All right, so if you're going to come in as, as an apostle, you need a Bible. Okay, Bethany, you're coming up as well. Anyone else? I need a bunch of you. Joel, you're going to come up an, as an apostle? Brilliant. And Reuben, fantastic. Right, guys, stand just here for me. Just stand over this side of me. How many have we got? One, two, three, four... Five. Lily, you're an apostle. Crumbs. Well done. That's great, Lily. It's great to have you this morning. Um, you can come closer. And uh, Elizabeth, do you want to come and be an apostle as well? Brilliant. That is fantastic. We've got one more. Who else wants to be an apostle? Joshua. Yeah, up you come, mate. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's not bad. Don't worry about the, um, uh, the others that are missing. But um, we've got some good apostles. Now, you can kind of bunch together a bit, guys. That would be great. Now, where are we? Um, yes, you guys are the guys who tell people about Jesus. So I want you to put your Bibles in the air and say, Jesus is the King. Go. Come on. Okay, you've got to be much louder. Go, Jesus is the King. Brilliant. That is brilliant. That's exactly what we want. And do you know what? In Acts chapter 5, you guys are having a great time. Big cheer. Yeah. So, as you talk about Jesus, you're talking in the temple, you're talking in front of lots of people here, and do you know what? They love you for it. They thought you were great. So, big thumbs up from the crowd. Yay! Great. They absolutely love you for it. And some people even, verse 14, some people even believe in Jesus as you talk about him. Now, more and more people came to see you, and do you know what? They thought you were so great, they even bought some friends who had problems. So, I need a couple of people who've got problems. Don't worry if this, these aren't real. I just need... Like, yeah, I just need you, just a couple of people. Dewey, up you come. Uh, who else? Uh, yeah, Penny, up you come. Great. Now, we're going to try this, okay? So, the situation was, okay, some people, Penny, let's... Uh, I need some tissue, Yeah, yeah, you're sick. Oh. Um, <laughs> you uh, all right, so, Penny's sick. Um, I'm going to get dizzy doing this. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, this is interesting. Sorry, Penny. That's uh, all right. All right, you okay? Yeah. And I meant it. Okay, some people. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's wrap you up. Okay, Jimmy's not sick. Jimmy's trapped by Satan, so he feels really trapped. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Look at this. Oh, no. Okay, he's trapped. But do you know what? As they came to hear about Jesus, and the apostle said, Jesus is the king. Jesus is the king. The sick were healed. Yay! And the trapped were set free. Brilliant. Thank you. Give a big round of applause to the people who have problems. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, so the sick were healed. The trapped were set free. It was a great time. The apostles 
We're yeah. getting lots and lots of attention. Another big thumbs up from the crowd. Yeah. Yay, fantastic. But here's the thing. There were some people who really didn't like what they were saying. And those people were the leaders of God's people. They were the religious leaders. Now, I need two religious leaders. TJ, you come up uh, here. And Abby, do you want to be a religious leader? No? Okay. Anyone else? I need one more religious leader. Yeah? Come on, up you come. Okay, now you guys, you are all a bit funny. So you're going to wear some funny stuff. Okay, I don't quite know why you wear this stuff. Okay, so you've got what looks like an iPad around your neck. All right, it's not an iPad. Now, if you look this up on the internet, you'll see this is exactly what they look like. All right. And you've got some robes around your neck. Here you go, Abby. Da -da -da -da. And you've got some very important scrolls. Here you go. Now, face everybody. All right, now, you've got to look very important. So you've got to look up like this. Look really, really important. Okay, you think you're the most important people in the world. Okay, and you hate what these guys are saying. You absolutely hate it. Okay, the Bible tells us this. It says that you guys, the religious leaders, were filled with jealousy. And do you know what they did? They arrested the apostles and they put them in the public jail. So that's what you guys need to do. You need to go over and you need to usher these uh, folk into this public. Here's the public jail. Okay, go on, TJ and Abby. Go and get the apostles. Don't beat them with your sticks and uh, put them. Okay, and all you apostles need to go in the public jail. Here we go. Brilliant. Okay. Great. Well done, Elizabeth. <laughs> Good work. Okay, now you need to lock the door. Uh, where's, where's the thing gone? Are you, you guys all right in there? Holding I'm holding the lock. That would be helpful, wouldn't it? Thanks, TJ. <laughs> okay, now, the Acts 5 tells us there was also a guard. Okay, so I need somebody to come and be a guard and guard these, these people. Who's going to be? Anna? Yeah, you look tough. Okay, come on. Anna, out you come. Anna, I'm going to give you a sword. You need to guard the apostles and make sure nobody gets the apostles out of jail. You coming up? Don't worry. We need another guard. Yes, Michaela. You need to be as strong and big as your dad. There you go. Right, stand in front of the jail. <laughs> do not hit me with that. Right. Okay, now you're, guard you're guarding, okay? Excellent. You, you look frightening. <laughs> okay. Um, what are we doing? Um, yes, there it is. Everything was going really, really well. Okay? Everybody, the message of Jesus was going out, but now it looks like the religious leaders have stopped it. It looks like the jail has stopped the message of Jesus going out. Big thumbs down. Say boo, everyone. Boo. Looks like it's all stopped, doesn't it? But you know what? That is not the end. Actually, God, with God in charge, there was no way that the religious leaders or the jail was going to stop the message of Jesus. So what happened is God sent an angel. I need an angel to come out for me. Come on, Grace. Out you come. There you go. You need to, put, you need to look a bit like an angel. Brilliant. And here's what, hap here's what happened. Okay. The angel, verse 19, during the night opened the doors of the jail and brought out the apostles. Can you do that? Okay, now the guard, the guard doesn't know about this. The guard can't see the angel. Yeah, so, the guard is actually asleep. Yeah. So all the apostles come out. 
brilliant. Great. Now, the angel brings them out, and the angel says, uh, says this. Angel, just come out here for me. Okay. Can you say that nice and loudly? Go stand in the temple courts and tell the people about this new life. Brilliant. So you tell the apostles, don't you, to keep teaching people about Jesus. Now, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that actually this message, God's message, okay, says you're free. You're, you, they, they've locked you up, but you're free. You're free to go and tell people about Jesus, and you're free to go and tell people about the new life. God wants people to hear that message about the new life. So he sets the apostles free to go and speak it. And, of course, the apostles go and do what they're told to do. So as the sun comes up, they keep shouting, Jesus is the king. Go for it. Jesus is the king. Jesus is the king. Brilliant. Fantastic. Angel, you go and sit down for me. Well, a big pound of applause for the angel. Now, the religious leaders, they don't have a clue in the meantime what's happened. But they want to speak to the apostles. So do you know what they do? They go back to the jail. That's where they're going to think they can find them, aren't they? And do you know what they find? Let's put this on here. Do, 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 do. Brilliant. Okay, thanks. Uh, here's what they find. Oop. Here's what they find. They found the doors locked. By the way, if you're following in your sheets, you can, you can tick several boxes for this one. Okay, so they find the jail locked. They find the guards still at the door. What is that guard doing? And they open up the jail. And what do they find? That's right, TJ, give that face to everybody out there. They find no one inside. No one inside. They were at a loss. So put your hands out. You don't know what to do. You can't explain this. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's happened. You don't know who has done this. They're confused, but they quickly become angry. They realise that the apostles are teaching again. Jesus. And again, Jesus is the king. Yeah. So they go to them, TJ, and they say, we told you not to teach about Jesus. We told you not to teach about Jesus. Brilliant. Okay. And this, this, is how, this is how Peter and the apostles all respond. Maybe we could say this all together. Okay, let's read these words. Okay, so they say, they say, you're not supposed to teach about Jesus. And this is what they say. We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and saviour, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given those to obey him. Brilliant. Michaela, you've done a great job. Why don't you go and sit down with your dad for a second? Okay, now the thing to see here is who has done all of this. Can you see that? Let me highlight it for you. It is God who's done all of this. Okay, God raised Jesus to life. God made Jesus king. God is the one who gave the Holy Spirit. And so these guys are saying, we must obey God. We must keep, God's mes must keep speaking his message. Now the religious leaders, they were really angry at this. So shake your fists, guys. Really angry. They wanted to kill these guys. They wanted to get rid of them completely. But in the crowd, there was a very thoughtful man called Gamaliel. And I need a Gamaliel to come out here. 
He was very thoughtful. He was very clever. He's seen this kind of thing before. So he stood up. Anybody going to be Gamaliel for me? Okay, Megan, why don't you come out? Why don't you be Gamaliel for me, Megan? That'd be brilliant. There you go. Uh, you're looking very clever. You look clever anyway. Um, <laughs> so don't, don't worry about it. Yeah. Brilliant. Doesn't Gamaliel look clever? And this is what Gamaliel says to the religious leaders. They, they want to kill him. Shake your fists, religious leaders. And Gamaliel says, Leave these men alone. Let them go. If what they are doing is from humans, it will fail. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Brilliant. Thank you, Gamaliel. A big round of applause for Gamaliel. Fantastic. What Gamaliel says, look, if this is from God, if their message really is from God then you, you cannot stop it. Whatever you do to them, you're not going to be able to stop it. And of course, we've just seen it is from God, isn't it? No one can stop this message from Jesus. So this message of Jesus, it's not, uh, it's not like something like this. It's not like the rain that can, that can wash a message away. Okay? It's not something that we can kind of mess up and put the wrong address on and not get to the right place. No, actually, this is something from God. It will, it, it, you cannot stop it. No one can stop it. This letter is much more like this. It's much more like a train. You know, the kind of train that just whizzes past the station, okay? As fast as it can go. No one's going to stop that. And no one can stop the message of Jesus. So, the religious leaders let the apostles go. And uh, what happens in Acts is lots more people try to stop the message of Jesus, but no one can. It does reach the rest of the world. And you know what? It's even reached us here in Camborne. No one can stop the message of Jesus. Now we're going to sing a song, so I just want you to give, these guys are going to go and sit down, give these guys a massive round of applause. Brilliant. Thank you guys, well done. Where is your book in the pipe? Thank you Abby. I need that. Brilliant. That is great. So there's our big lesson. No one can stop the message of Jesus. That's what we see in Acts chapter 5. And we're going to sing a song just to remind us of how great and big God is. Now, this has some actions. I feel, I feel bad for asking Elizabeth to come back out here. But if, you, if you're with us, I'm so sorry. What about Stephen? Where's Stephen? Is he around? Oh, no. Uh, I, I, I cannot. Do, Elizabeth, thanks so much. You're brilliant. Um, and this, if, if you want to do the actions, Elizabeth will show you. Um, and anyone who's not joining in will... Thank you, Tim. We'll end up in the jail. That's right. Okay, so let's stand and sing Great Big God.
Great. Do take a seat. Now, kids, do you know what? You have done so well this morning, and I just want you to bear with me for another five minutes, because we have seen this truth, and we? maybe we can see this, say this all together, that no one can stop the message of Jesus. That's the big thing we see from Acts 5, but the, the question is, what does that mean for us? What difference does that make? Well, there's three quick things, okay, three quick things for us. Here's the first thing. The first thing is, accept the message of Jesus. Accept the message of Jesus. That's the first thing we see in Acts chapter 5. Okay, now this is a normal thing to do with the message, isn't it? Okay, so you take it and you accept it. Now, if I really did send you a card, now who wants to, um, who, can, uh, who can come out here and, uh, who wants to come out here and get a card from me? Yeah? Come on then, Bethany. Out you come. Right. So, Bethany, I'm writing you a card here. Okay, and it just says, it says, Dear Bethany, thank you for coming to this church. I am really glad you are here. All the best, Ben. Now, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, you're going to take it. You're going to keep it. You're going to accept it, aren't you? Okay, you can, you can go home and put that on your wall if you like. Brilliant. Great. Okay, so... Bethany have just accepted my message. Of course he does. That's what you do with a message. Okay, now that message is very nice. It might make Bethany feel okay. But actually, the message we've heard today is so much greater. That Jesus died, that he rose again, that he's the king, that he forgives our sins. He gives us new life. You see, this is a message that does something. It gives us life. And because no one can stop this message... Because it has come to us, actually it'd be really silly, wouldn't it, if we didn't accept that, if we didn't accept that message. In fact, what Gamaliel says would be true of us, that actually we might not want to stop the message, but if we don't accept it, we just find ourselves, our whole lives, fighting against God. That would be a bit like this. Now, who do you think is going to win in this picture? (laughs) Who's, who's going who's gonna to win, do you think? Come on, somebody must have an answer. Yes, Abby, that's the obvious thing, isn't it? The big one. The big one's going to win. The, the, the little kid, he has no chance. There's no point in him fighting at all. It's pointless. He will never win, and it's the same for us. Actually, one day we will meet God, and the only way we'll be friends with him then is if we accept the message of Jesus now. So the first thing we learn is to accept the message of Jesus. Now, if we've done that, the second thing is this. Rejoice in the message of Jesus. That's the second thing we see. Rejoice in the message of Jesus. So if you accept the message of Jesus, you then become a messenger. You become somebody who passes that message on. Now, who wants to come out and get this message to uh, pass on to somebody? Anybody? Come then, Reuben. Out you come. Right. Now, Reuben, I've chosen you because I know you're a brave lad. All right. And I'm going I'm to write on here, Dear Reuben... Yeah, don't look so worried, mate. It's okay. Dear Reuben, please pass this message on to someone in Camborne. Thanks, Ben. Okay, now I want you to go and post that in somebody's letterbox in Camborne. But, Reuben, just wait for one second. I'm going to tell you that there's a chance, if you do that, that you may be bitten by a dog. Okay? But do you know what? You are so happy that I've chosen you to pass this message on. You're going to go and do it anyway. Off you go. Well done. That's great. Um, 
So there's a chance of Ruben getting bit by a dog. But he is just so, he's just like, great, Ben chose me to pass on the message. I'm just so happy to do that anyway. And that's what we see with the apostles. They've been put in prison. They're even beaten for speaking about Jesus. But look at what they say in verse 41. They say they left. What are they doing? They were rejoicing because they've been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. That means that they, they suffered for Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean that they think they somehow become something special. It means they're just so happy to have the message of Jesus that they rejoice even when they suffer for it. Now, it's the same for us. People might not like us when we tell them about Jesus. People might not be our friends anymore when we tell them about Jesus. And at those times, we need to be happy that we have accepted the message of Jesus and that we can pass on the message of Jesus. And then we need to keep speaking. This is the last thing we, need, we see this morning. Okay, last thing we see, keep speaking the message of Jesus. This last point is on the back of your sheets, by the way, if you're following that. Um, and you see here, the apostles being put, put in the prison will not be the last time that someone tries to stop the message of Jesus. But they know that no matter what, no one can stop the message of Jesus. And so look at what they do in verse 42. Day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah, the King. So they know that no one can stop the message of Jesus. And so they never stop speaking for Jesus. And we need to do the same. It may sometimes be really hard for do, to do that. It may feel like we're kind of stuck in the snow and we might not be able to, to, uh, to get the message across. But if we keep, we keep speaking because we know that no one can stop the message of Jesus. Now, before we think about speaking the message of Jesus, we're just going to sing it. We're going to sing the message for ourselves. We're going to sing this, uh, this uh, great song um, it's all about how the message of Jesus uh, gives us life. You see there, uh, L, is for, uh, L is for the life, um, F is for forgiveness, E is to enjoy the, the company that we, in, we have with God if we accept the message of Jesus. We're going to sing this great news before we even think more about how we speak it. So let's stand and sing, for God's sake, love the world. We're going to sing this through twice, okay? And then sit down again.
Great, do sit down. I'm going to pray now. We're going to spend a bit of time in prayer. Again, if there's a bit of noise, please don't worry. That's absolutely fine. Um, Let's pray together. Father, as we look at the cross and we, we, we sing, I am the reason. I am the reason that Jesus died on the tree. I am the reason that he hung there uh, on the tree. We know this. Even from this passage that we've seen this morning, we know that we fail you. We fail to accept your message, even as Christians, thinking that somehow you're not good enough or big enough to give us life. Often we think and live in a way that means we seek to pay you back. And so we fail to rejoice when we suffer, thinking that somehow we deserve more than your own son. We fail to speak of you, more concerned for our own reputation. And we spend much of our lives fighting against you. We fight against a God who forgives our sin as we continue to sin and seek our own glory. Father, we are so sorry that we are mere hypocrites, that we say we believe in Jesus, and yet our lives do not proclaim that. And yet, Father, you have given us life. You have set us free to live for you. And so often we live for ourselves, doing what we want, when we want, for our own glory. Please, Father, we pray this morning that you would forgive us. And Father, we look at the cross again. And as we look at the cross, we we know not only that I am the reason that he died, but we know also that we have the forgiveness that you promise. We know that our debt is paid and it is paid in full, that we can know your love, that we can enjoy your company forever in eternity. Father, we we can barely take that in, but we praise you for your grace towards us in Christ. And we pray for us as a church. We pray that we would love one another deeply from the heart as people who will share eternity together. We pray that we would love one another so much that it would be normal for us to remind one another of this good news. And pray that as we do that, Father, your spirit would cause us to rejoice in this good news even when we suffer. As we know it for ourselves, we pray that we would share it then with others. Father, we do pray uh, for all those around us who know us. We pray for those who came to the light party last Sunday, for all who heard the message of Jesus. We pray that that wouldn't have been just a nice time for them, but we pray they would have seen something that's different about us and different about the way we speak to each other. We pray that they would want to seek Jesus for themselves. And for every one of them that you would open their blind eyes. Please help us then to keep speaking the message of Jesus. Confident that no one can stop the message of Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.